listening to the Braveheart Podcast. Today's podcast is a portion of a class Peter is teaching at Christ for the Nations Institute. He is teaching through his book, Back to the Gospel, which focuses on Jesus, the why behind our salvation, and the joy of the new covenant. You can consume God. Somehow you can consume God. So we need to know desperately as the people of God, how do you consume God? If he's made himself that we can partake of him, then we have to know how. We have to know how. You can't just skip back and go, well, he's being poetic. He's being, well, then it has no bearing on your life and you might as well go get another book. Live by that. What, I mean, if he's the bread of God, then, then you should know when you're eating the bread of God. You should know when you're drinking from his life. You should know. You should, I, I know I had uh, a Nutella toast sandwich this morning. I know it. I ate it. I gobbled it right up in my belly. That's not, I'm not confused about when that happened. It happened this morning. You should know when you eat the bread of God. You should know. You should know when you drink of His life. It shouldn't be like, well, I'm just, I'm just drinking Him all the time. I'm eating Him all the time. That's fine. You can do that. But, but like, because like, right now, can I tell you something right now? Here's what you're saying. Right now, my body is receiving some nutrients from that breakfast I had this morning. My body is consuming it and using it as energy. That's happening. But I'm not presently eating it. I'm not eating breakfast right now. But my body is enjoying my breakfast. It's, it's being consumed. So when you say, well, I'm just receiving life all the time. Well, you're only receiving life from that last meal you ate. And some of you, it's been a long time since you ate. And that's why you're all emaciated spiritually. Because you, didn't, you haven't been feasting on the bread of God. You haven't been drinking from His life, and so you don't feel strong. You feel weak spiritually. And you look at people like, how are you so strong? How is all this fruit? It's, 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 it's physics. When you put something in an environment and it receives the life, it will bear much fruit. It's God's design. You cannot eat God and not bear fruit. Verse 36 of John 6, he says, But I, say, I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. So he tells them that he's the bread and he's, and, he's, and he's bringing a testimony to them, not to condemn them, but to help them examine their heart. He's saying, you've actually seen me, yet you don't believe in me. What does that mean they didn't believe in him? They didn't know that he himself was the source of their life. They were, they were relating to him as a prophet of old, saying, what shall you do? What have we done? What do we do? And he's saying, no, no, you don't understand. I'm the bread. So, so because they didn't know that he was the bread, they didn't, he says, you don't actually believe in me. You don't believe in me because you don't actually believe that I am your source of life. And if you believe in Him, here's the litmus test. This is so good for you. The litmus test to know if you believe in God is that you would eat of God. It's the litmus test. If you don't, if you, you believe that there's real food and bread, that's how I know. You, you go to a meal, you're like, I'm going to eat the meal. You believe that that's food. If you never go to God and eat of Him, you don't believe in Him. You don't believe He's bread. That's what He's saying. You don't actually believe He's life. If you never go to Him, if you never drank water, it would mean that you don't believe that you need water to live, even though you're wrong. Right? If you believe that, that Jesus is your life, you would not go a day without consuming Him. 
You wouldn't fast. You wouldn't. You wouldn't go a day because you'd go, that's my life. That's, only, that's the only place life is found. This is what Jesus is getting to. He's getting to the heart. And He says, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of Him who sent me. All this is the will of Him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that He has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life, and I will raise Him up on the last day. So the Jews grumbled and they said, I, uh, because he said, I'm the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I've come down from heaven? This is amazing to me. You have a people that in one breath are seeking Jesus and finding him. And the next breath, they're baffled about this man that they were seeking. You got to catch this. I know this is a lot, but this is just right in your Bible. I'm just reading the Bible, okay? And Jesus said, don't grumble. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up on the last day. It's written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except he is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life... I am the bread of life. He's the bread of life. He's the energy and source of your life. You don't have life without the bread of life. He, ha- he hammers this home. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. Exclamation point. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Now he's unpacking this mystery. So the flesh is the bread. 52. The Jews disputed and said, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? How many of you feel that? How do I eat? How many of you had that thought? Be honest. When you hear the flesh, he says, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. And whoever feeds on. So we have comes to, believes in, and feeds on. That's the threefold cord that the Christian life of communion is built upon. Come to, believe in, and to feed on. Come to Jesus, believe in Jesus, and feed on Jesus. How? Okay, are you ready for this? He says it again, he reiterates it. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Now listen, this ties into John 15 about abiding, does it not? He says whoever feeds on is the one who abides. Now, Before we got to feeds on, we had to come to and believe in. He laid this out. Does He not? This is literally the foundation of your fellowship and intimacy with God. Comes to, believes in, feeds on, results in, abides. 
And it's only the one who abides that bears much fruit. It's only the one who abides. How many of you would like to get to this place of abiding? Okay. So when he says, this is the big revelation, are you ready? When he says, feeds on my flesh and drinks on my blood, what's he referring to? When was his body broken? When was his blood poured out? So what he's saying is he's saying there is a perpetual and forever meal in remembering my love that I demonstrated for you on the cross. There is a, there is a well of love. I feel the Spirit of God. There is a well of God's love for you to eat and drink from as you remember what He did on the cross. You come to Him and you come to Him in remembrance of His broken body and His blood poured out. When you come to Him, that's who you're coming to. You're coming to the God of love who laid down His life for you. This is why the cross, you can never move beyond the cross. You can never move behind beyond the revelation of the heart of God in the cross. You can't move past it. It is the deepest revelation of the love of God. Greater love has no one than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. It is the exclamation point, your confidence that God loves you. And the way that you abide in that love is you feast on his flesh and his blood that was broken. You go, wow. You, you remember it and you let it wash over you again and again and again. God, I don't feel loved by you, but I'm going to go back to this meal. And I'm going to eat of you. I'm going to eat your flesh. I'm going to drink your blood. And when I come to you, I'm going to believe that you love me. And it's your inflow of love that actually I'm feasting upon. It's, it's His love. The blood in the, in, the, in the body represent His love. And that's the, that's the life source. The love of God is the inflow of life that you abide in. It's His smile. It's His affection. It's His delight in you. If you are not receiving His love, truly letting Him love you and flow into you, you will not bear fruit. It's the love of God. It's the love of God. It's a perpetual, never-ending fountain of His love bestowed upon you. And you say, well, I, wanna, I want that bread. I want that life. You have to come to Him. This is now Hebrews 11. We tie in faith. Anyone who comes to Him, Hebrews eleven six, must believe that He exists and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. What's He rewarding them with? Life. Abundant life. Anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists. Guys, it's everywhere. Anyone who comes to God must believe that He is and that He rewards those who diligently seek Him. Seeking God is the work of God. How do you seek God? You come to Him, you believe in Him, you feed on His life and what He did in His love, and you just abide in that place. You never move from that place. And you learn to establish your life in that inflow of love. And I promise you, I promise you, every financial woe, every, it, whether, whether the circumstances ever change, that inflow of life will subdue everything around you. The only way you learn... This is, a, this is a road map in the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is your tour guide. You're not on this journey alone. You say, what's the Holy Spirit do? He leads you into all truth. Holy Spirit, very much interested in this, in this path. 
You just come to him and you say, Holy Spirit, I need you to, I'm coming to Jesus the best I know how I believe that he exists. And I'm coming to, because I need a feast on him. I need a drink. So I want to do it even now, just the last five minutes. I want us just to come to him. You can, you can do this. It, 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 it's like a good meal. It's like when someone sets a good meal before you, you don't want to just take a bite and leave. But today we're going to have to leave and you'll be like, I want to go back to that meal. And that meal, that table is set for you every moment of every day. And so I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to help us right now. Holy Spirit, we just come to you. We come to Jesus. We come to this table that has been set. That it is His body and His blood. We, God, we need Your help to, to learn how to consume You and to, to receive Your love. Thanks for listening to the Braveheart Podcast. For more information on Braveheart Ministries, visit braveheartministries.org.